Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful business vegan business. And in today's session, we're talking about complaining, or rather, how to handle complaints from customers in your business. And this topic, it was actually suggested by one of our vegan business tribe members, Yolanda Sorrell from Christchurch in New Zealand. And Yolanda, she is an amazing person. And she's a little bit of a rock star in early years education. So not only does Yolanda provide early years literacy teaching resources and courses for parents and teachers through her website at Yolanda Sorrell Literacy, but she's also the president of the Christchurch Vegan Society, whose reach, as we've discovered, extends far beyond Christchurch in New Zealand. And she has been vegan since the 80s. So she's just a remarkable person to know. And I love it when a member sends a suggestion for this podcast because, you know, I put one of these out every single week. So we are always looking for things to talk about. So we're going to go into a lot of detail about why you might receive a complaint in your business and how to handle it if you do so that you can turn what might be a negative experience into a positive one. But before we dive into that, first, I just wanted to give a shout out to another of our Vegan Business Tribe members because I am recording this podcast on the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. And our members, Ian and Kathy Haywood, they were actually performing at the Summer Solstice Festival at Stonehenge here in the UK this morning. And of course, Ian and Kathy, they are better known as Be Friendly. And this was the opening gig of their Peace, Love and Reggae Tour, which will be taking in many of the vegan festivals around the UK, including Vegan Campout. So, if you want to see where you can catch Ian and Kathy, then just go to their website at BeFriendlyMusic.com and that's B as in a capital B and then FriendlyMusic.com and I think you can also catch their latest single the Sunny Day Song on Spotify and an amazing video for it too on YouTube. And while I'm doing shout-outs, I just wanted to also shout out our membership site at veganbusinesstribe.com. And I know that a lot of you are signed up already. And Lisa and I, we are truly grateful for that because the only reason that we can keep putting out this podcast for free Every week is through the support of our members. So if you are a regular listener and you want to support the work we do, whilst at the same time joining the most amazing community of vegan business owners from around the world, then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on the join button on the homepage and you will see 
everything that you get when you sign up as a member. And trust me, if you are serious about growing your vegan business, then we've got all the resources and all the support and help that you could ever need. Right, so let's get started with today's session. And in a way, when we talk about how to handle complaints, what we're actually talking about is problem solving. Because the whole function of your business is to solve problems for people. And you might solve that problem through a service or by selling them a product or even just solving the problem of that person being hungry if you sell food. And in return, you get paid for solving that problem. But what happens when your company becomes that problem. Now, I know that as vegans, we hate conflict and we can take criticism about our business very personally indeed. Because to us, it's more than just a company. It's more than just a business. We're on a mission. We're trying to bring about change in the world. And sometimes we think the fact that we're doing that should mean that we're exempt from criticism. And we do actually see that a lot in the vegan sector. If our company delivers a subpar service, then, well, that's kind of okay because the animals, right? We're doing our best, but we're not doing this for the money. We're doing this for the animals. So if we mess up, well, just give me a little bit of slack because I'm an ethical company trying to do good. And you know what? Some of your customers will let you get away with that. Some customers will genuinely align with your ethics and realize that you're on that same mission. So if you mess up, then they will let it slide. They won't complain. They won't ask for a refund or a discount. But let me tell you, they will probably never use you again either. And they will certainly never recommend you to anyone. And this can be a genuine concern in the vegan sector. There is a compulsion, and a very valid one as well, that as vegan companies, we want to use vegan suppliers. If you need a website, then you want to use a vegan web design agency. You want to use a vegan copywriter and PR agent. You want to use a vegan virtual assistant. And we've got members at Vegan Business Tribe who do all of those things. But a company or supplier just being vegan that shouldn't be enough of a reason on its own for you to use them. I'm vegan, but trust me, you wouldn't want me rewiring your house. Just because I am vegan doesn't mean I am competent at doing a specific task. But again, we will always give our fellow vegans the opportunity to do the job First, if we've got two potential suppliers and one of them is run by somebody who's vegan and one of them is run by somebody who isn't, then we're going to pick the vegan one every time. 
And if that company messes up because you took them on just because they were vegan and you didn't properly interview them for the job to make sure they were up to the task first, then you end up putting up with their poor performance a lot longer than you should because they're vegan, right? So you don't make a fuss when they miss your deadline. You are overly lenient. And when you do eventually complain, you are so overcompensatory with that complaint that it takes you an hour to write the email. And Lisa and I, we've been there. We once received a vegan gift box that had a non-vegan product in it. And after letting them know in an email, we received a single line reply. And it said, thanks for letting us know. We'll discontinue putting that product in the boxes. That was it. No apology, no offer of a refund or a replacement for that non-vegan product in a vegan gift box. Not even a discount voucher for a future order. And the thing is, I wasn't actually wanting any of those things, but because of how they responded, it's very unlikely that I would buy from them again either. Knowing how to handle complaints in your business means having the tools to turn an unhappy customer into a happy one. And it's not just the difference between losing a customer and keeping one. It's the difference between having somebody out there who is a walking negative advertisement for your business or service, just telling everybody what a bad experience they had. Compare that to perhaps creating a new champion for your brand because of how well you handled their complaint or you corrected what went wrong. Because it's not always going to be your fellow vegans ordering your products. In fact, we know that the biggest market for vegan products, from food to services, is non-vegans. So, you won't be able to rely on playing the vegan card with many of your customers to smooth over any mistakes that you might make. So, when the day comes that somebody makes a complaint to your business. And it will happen at some point if it hasn't already, and especially as your business grows and scales up. Then how do you handle that? And how do you handle it well? Well, the first step is to remove your emotions from this process. And I know that is easier said than done. But we get so emotionally involved with our businesses that any complaint, and especially one where you don't think you were at fault, it can seem like a personal attack. And it's not. A complaint is purely a process. It's a cause and effect. No matter how personal that complaint seems or how out of proportion, just think of it like a blinking red light on a dashboard or a notification popping up on your phone. Something hasn't worked and that complaint is just bringing your attention to that fact. So there's no need to bring negative emotions into your immediate response to receiving a complaint. Instead, bring a sense of curiosity. Now I know, again, 
Easier said than done, but it's good to exercise this self-restraint. If you engage with a complaint with negative emotion, you will either not give a response at all or one that's so inadequate that you will create that person negatively advertising your business for you. Or even worse, you will fight back and you will go on the attack. And the worst thing you can do is get into a virtual brawl with a customer, rolling around on the floor of your virtual shop just because you thought they were wrong. But also, if you come to a complaint with an emotional response, then you're in danger of overcompensation too. You will give somebody a huge discount or refund that completely wipes out your profit margin whilst completely missing what the person was actually wanting, which was maybe just to be heard. So when you get a complaint, put the emotions to one side and go into fault-finding mode. Your job here is to work out what went wrong, what needs to be done to put it right, and then what process can be put in place to make sure that it doesn't happen again for somebody else. So how do we do this? The very first thing you should do when you receive a complaint is to apologise to the person who sent it, regardless of if you agree with it or not. Now, You are going to get complaints that you don't agree with. You are going to get complaints just because your customer was having a bad day. You're even going to get complaints where somebody is just trying it on to see what they can get. And it doesn't matter. If somebody has felt strongly enough to get in touch with you and complain, then they have had an experience that was negative to them. And it doesn't matter if you think that negative experience was justified or not. To them, it was real. And through their eyes, your company was the cause of it. And often, people who complain, they are just looking for an apology and nothing more. Your company being sorry that they've had a bad experience, that's all they want. They're looking for recognition that they've been listened to or that their email has been taken seriously. And often, this is the time for you to step out from behind the screen and just be a person, not just a business. Because in my experience... The very best thing you can do when you receive a complaint is to offer that person a phone call to talk through their experience. Now, this is actually a really good filtering mechanism to work out how much of a complaint the customer actually has. If they are willing to give up more time to talk with you on the phone, then there's probably something here that genuinely deserves your attention. If they don't think it's worth their time, then they're going to decline that offer. But they will still feel you are taking their complaint seriously enough to offer a call. If the complaint is from one of your regular customers who you deal with a lot, then don't even make the offer. Just call them as soon as you receive that complaint. 
We apply our own emotions to people's words when we communicate by email or through messenger. So getting on the phone with somebody, and especially if it's somebody that you've already got a relationship with, that will likely mean that you can resolve something in a few minutes that might have turned into a long game of email tennis full of misunderstandings and finger pointing. But the main reason that you want to engage with people who complain is because you're looking to turn a negative into a positive. And at the very top of your agenda should be trying to retain that customer. Keeping an existing customer, it is far easier and cheaper than having to acquire new ones. So, Let this person know that they are valued. After all, you have taken their money and that they have been heard. Again, regardless of if you think you are at fault or not, their interaction with your company has left them feeling aggrieved. So your job here is not to convince them that they're wrong and you are right. So just hear them out. Find out what went wrong, how it went wrong. And if a mistake has been made, then work out what needs to be done to put it right. And it's important when you get to this stage not to take a knee-jerk reaction. Instead, find out what your customer actually wants. So if you sell a product and there's an issue with it, then explicitly ask if they're looking for that product to be replaced or are they happy to keep it, but they're looking for a discount on their invoice or even a money-off voucher for their next order. Giving a partial refund, that might cost less than paying to have that product collected and a new one sent out, and that customer, they might be just as happy with what they've got. Or it might be that they're happy with the products that they got from your company and it's perfectly fit for purpose, but they're just unhappy with the process of how they got it and they just want to vent. And in most cases, you will find that the writers of angry emails, they are far less angry in person. It is easy to vent through your keyboard an anonymous email address than it is to a helpful person on the end of a phone. But you should also have a line in the sand. It is perfectly acceptable for somebody to ask for a product to be replaced if there is a fault with it. It is also acceptable for somebody to ask for a refund if they return a product, simply as it's not what they wanted, as long as that's in line with your returns policy. But it's not acceptable for the person to ask for a refund, saying that the product isn't fit for purpose, but then to keep that product. Even if it costs you money to recover or have that product returned, make sure that that product comes back and don't refund it until you've got it back in your hands. As I said at the start, some people complain because they feel aggrieved, but other people complain simply to try it on and see what they can get out of you. So have some really clear lines in the sand of what you do and don't offer when somebody complains. 
And this applies to services too. In fact, it's why if you offer a service that you should always take a deposit because it's not a physical object that you can demand back and then resell to somebody else. If somebody has received the benefit of your time and expertise, then they're paying for that time and expertise, not necessarily the outcome of it. So if somebody buys, say, a website from you, but they get no inquiries for their business through that site, they're not entitled to ask for a refund or a discount for that website. So be fair, look to resolve any problems that you can, but also let customers know the deal and have clear terms and conditions of sale and make sure that your sales process has that customer agree to them. So that when you do have a dispute, you've already got an agreed process to fall back on. Remember, the primary function of your company, like it or not, is to move money out of the bank account of your customers into yours. And I know that sounds mercenary, but it's the reality of business. So once you've got that money in your bank account, transferring that money back again, that goes counter to the primary function of your business. And you should do everything you can to avoid it. It costs you time and money to make that transaction happen, from marketing to product development. So don't be so quick to offer a refund. Explore every other option first. Can you give the customer something extra instead of giving them money back? Or can you offer them a voucher for a future purchase instead? Did they have a bad experience at your event? Then offer them a place on your next one for free. Offer these kind of things first before even mentioning any possibility of a refund. So, once you've engaged with a complaint, you've apologised, you've made sure that the customer feels listened to, and you've done what you can to put that situation right, then you need to focus on turning the negative into a positive, both for you and the person complaining. Because although it might not seem like it, receiving a complaint, it can actually be a great opportunity for your business. First of all, a complaint can be a real learning experience. You want to provide your customers with a really good, positive experience from buying from your business. So finding out where it goes wrong that allows you to put processes and systems in place to make sure the same thing doesn't go wrong for others. If you just dismiss a complaint or you give an instant refund without even engaging, then you've missed that opportunity to improve your service. If a misunderstanding led to somebody not being happy, then do you need to update your descriptions on your website? Can you expand your frequently asked questions section to make sure that there's not any future misunderstandings with future customers? Or do you need to make your terms and conditions clearer to stop you from having wrestling matches with your customers after they've ordered but not read the small print? 
In the same way that modern cars have got so many safety features because each one was added in the response to an accident, your business too should put something new in place every time something goes wrong just to stop it from happening again. And in fact, you should go looking for complaints to actively improve your business. Most people who have a bad experience, they don't tell you about it. They will put up with it or maybe just decide to not buy from you again without telling you why. So when somebody buys from you, follow up with them. Ask them what you could have done better. And it might be that there was something that didn't quite warrant a complaint, but it could have definitely gone smoother. But the second reason why a complaint can be a great opportunity is because you can use that pain point interaction with your customer to forge a new kind of relationship with them. As I said earlier, it's important to make sure that you handle a complaint in such a way that it doesn't create a walking negative advert for your company. You know, somebody who tells everybody what a bad experience they had. But if somebody complains, it's often because they care. And from experience, if you engage with somebody who has complained to your company and really engage with them, then you might be able to create a new champion for your business instead. So ask the person for their input and what the business could do to avoid that situation happening again in the future. Ask them if they would be willing to try out a new solution or an improved product or service first before you roll it out for the rest of your customers. Ask if they want to be part of your testing panel for future product releases. If this person has expressed an opinion in your business and they're vocal enough to shout about it, then use that opinion. And just imagine their experience as a customer. They've gone from having a negative experience to then having that experience rectified, to then helping the company come up with a solution to make sure it doesn't happen again. That person is not just now a happy customer, but they're super invested in your company and they've just become a walking positive advert for your business, which is the best result you could ever hope for. Okay, so hopefully you'll never be in the situation where you'll have to handle lots of complaints. But if you get them, then don't automatically think that they are a negative reflection of your business. Everybody makes mistakes. And from your customer's side, everybody has a bad day when they just need to vent at someone. Don't take it personally. But genuine complaints, they can really improve both your business and your relationship with customers. So let's have a bullet point recap of what we've just learned about how to handle complaints in your business. One. 
just because you are a vegan company, don't think that your customers will let you get away with subpar service. Yes, we share your ethics, but we're also paying for you to solve a problem. And your customers, your vegan customers, they might not complain, but they won't keep using you either. Two, Knowing how to handle complaints in your business means having the tools to turn an unhappy customer into a happy one. You do not want to create a negative walking advertisement for your business. Three, when you receive a complaint, make sure not to react emotionally. Do not take a complaint as a personal attack on you or your business, even if you don't think it's justified. And nothing good will come from getting into a virtual brawl with a person complaining. Four, often people who complain, they're just looking for an apology and nothing more. All they want to hear is that your company is sorry that they've had a negative experience and some recognition that they've been heard. Five, offer a phone call. If they accept, then the issue is likely important enough to warrant your attention. If they decline, then you can still resolve their issue by email, but they will know that you have taken their complaint seriously. Six, Keeping an existing customer is far easier and cheaper than having to acquire a new one. So, hear them out. Find out what went wrong, how it went wrong, and if a mistake has been made, then work out what needs to be done to put it right. 7. Find out what your customer actually wants before you start eating into your profits. Don't feel the need to offer a full refund if a customer just wants to be heard or they might be happy with a discount on their next order. 8. Also, have a line in the sand of what you will and won't offer. A customer doesn't get to say that the product wasn't fit for purpose but still get to keep that product. So make sure that your terms and conditions are clear for how disputes will be resolved and make sure that your sales process includes a step where people agree to them. 9. Use all complaints as a learning opportunity. How can you improve your website listing or your FAQ to make sure that there are no misunderstandings between you and your customers? Or how can you improve a service or process to avoid anyone else having that same bad experience? And finally, 10. Can you use your interaction with a complaining customer to actually make them more invested in your company? Ask the person for their input on what the business could do differently to avoid that situation happening again in the future. Ask them if they'll be willing to try out a new solution or an improved product or service first before you implement that for the rest of your customers. And that is it. So, just to finish off, no, I'm not going to invite you to complain at me, but I am going to invite you 
to engage with me. We put out this amazing advice for free every week on this podcast, but the podcast, gosh, it's only something like 10% of everything that goes on at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you are looking to connect with hundreds of other vegan business owners who share your mission and at the same time get help and support to grow your vegan business, then you can sign up as a full member on veganbusinesstribe.com. Just click on the join button on the homepage and you'll see all the amazing stuff that you get access to when you become a member. And that includes our Vegan Business Academy, which has got member-only content and courses and all our online events that we run on Zoom too. But the membership side of Vegan Business Tribe, it's also what allows us to keep putting out this podcast every single week. So if you are a regular listener and you love what we do, then please do consider coming and signing up with us on the website too. So thank you so much for listening. Do reach out to myself and Lisa if you need support for your vegan business or if you've got an idea for something that you'd like us to cover on this podcast because we always love getting messages from listeners. And I will see you on the next one.